0: You know that feeling when you sing out loud in a car and you're so happy and then you get the word wrong and then it suddenly feels like such shame.
1: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today, we're talking with content creator Ivan Lam on gender identity, self-confidence, and finding and becoming yourself. Before we get into this interview, I want to remind you to check out the 2021 Artist of Life Workbook, a guided journal to help you plan your most intentional and inspiring year. With exercises on self-discovery, self-love, and life design, it's a tool to take you from where you are to where you want to be. You can check that out at shop.lab Our guest, Ivan Lam, is a content creator living in Los Angeles with a focus on self-care, gender identity, and beauty. He really just wants everyone to feel more of themselves and express themselves fully. In a world that feels like a constant bustle, he hopes that the words he shares can help you step back and take care of yourself better. Hi Ivan, welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. How are you?
0: I'm good. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love you. I've been following you for a while. I just love how vulnerable and honest you are online. And I'd love for you to tell us your story on like how you became the person you are today from finding your gender identity to how you became a content creator, all of that.
0: First of all, things I, I really enjoy your content too and everything you put out. I feel like you have such a kind, kind of like gentle touch to everything, which I really resonates with me. As uh, For myself, like finding myself, I, I think I'm still finding myself, kind of like constantly finding myself, but yeah. I think it just started when I moved over here because I'm from Malaysia originally and growing up, I always knew that I was gay. But Mm -hmm. in Malaysia, it's a little bit more conservative. Um, So when Mm. I first came here...
1: So was it a secret?
0: um, Yeah, I wasn't out in in Malaysia for Mm. sure. And
1: And when did uh, you come over?
0: I came over to the States when I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the first day, actually, my parents bought me a Lady Gaga ticket. And we went to the concert. But for them, you know, like, they didn't really know it was kind of like a gay... Like yeah. a safe space for gay people, that kind of thing, uh-huh. but they just really enjoyed the music, and that was the first time I kind of saw how free people could be with their makeup and their <gasps> costumes and everything. So oh. yeah, it was really eye opening, like for me,
1: wow, yeah. and then is how did you go from that to like starting getting into makeup and becoming a content creator?
0: I feel like a lot of people that are passionate about skincare or makeup probably had some sort of self-esteem troubles when they were younger. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, it was very, I think a lot of it was my my insecurities about my skin. Uh, I broke out a lot when Mm. I was younger and, you know, growing up in Asia, all you see are like, you know, ads with perfect skin and, you know, whitening is a Mm -hmm. huge thing there. So I was always like very insecure about acne and um, all -hmm. that stuff so I started trying out products and you know there at the time there were not that many male creators that were sharing about skincare and acne and makeup in general so um, not that I thought to be oh I want to do this as a career Um, I just ended up sharing what I liked you know just talking about Mm -hmm. it and then slowly it just became something I people wanted more from it you know.
1: I see. So is that how you started just posting online? What did it start with? Was it your YouTube?
0: I I think it started a long time ago. I started on Lookbook.
1: (gasps) Really? Oh, my God. I used to love Lookbook.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my gosh. Uh, It was more fun, though. I didn't really have a presence on Lookbook. I just went on there to see people's style and stuff like that. And then after that, um, it started with Instagram and then yeah, YouTube uh, slowly just sharing skincare products that I found at the drugstore and reviewing them. And people seem to like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: don't know how it is for you, but I think for me, YouTube was such a big part in my journey in like helping me build my self confidence. So, is that what it was mm-hmm. like for you? Like, how did you build your self confidence? Because I feel like you're you're pretty confident today, although you show like your vulnerability.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm. Oh, I think I'm okay in terms of my confidence. I don't think like when I people first see me, they think of me as like, oh, you're such a confident person. Um, but YouTube, in a sense, was kind of like my diary mm-hmm. space that it felt very safe um, in terms of skincare and stuff, um, because obviously the landscape of YouTube now is very different than what it was before. I think it's blown into such a monster, right? Like, but back then, mm-hmm. I think for me, it was just more calming, And sharing Mm. stuff that, for me as a gay Asian man at the time, like, there was not that many spaces where I felt like I could just exist and be comfortable with, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it it really helped me a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you said you didn't come out to your parents or whatever when you're in Malaysia. But when you came over, you started creating content. So were you already out immediately when you're creating content? Mm-hmm. And you, when did everyone know? Was it you showed the internet first and then you told your family? What's that journey?
0: Uh, no, I actually told my family okay. first before I came out on, okay. on YouTube. Um, Yeah. Um, So, you know, I had a you know, a partner at the time, I think I was 21, I'm not entirely sure, but I went back to Malaysia and I came out Mm. to them uh, before I did it online publicly because, yeah, it's the type of thing where I did not, you know, there's some things that, you know, you can share personally in the people in your life, but there are some things that I would want my closest friends and family to know first before I broadcast it to the world, you know, and I wouldn't want, like, a family member to find out through Yeah you know, that I, that I cared about through through something like social media, you know?
1: Yeah. And how was that experience? Because I think a lot of people listening to this are probably struggling with either coming out or mm-hmm. just, I'm sure they're curious how you did it. Was What were the struggles and how did you overcome them?
0: I think with every coming out story, there's definitely a lot of struggle. Well, there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of what's going to happen next. Um, I My first tip, You know, like there's a lot of people on social media telling people to just go for it and you have to be yourself and just like be as loud as you can, kind of, um, and proud as you can. But Mm. uh, unfortunately, I think for a lot of people that are not in such a privileged space, it's not very possible to just be loud and proud Mm -hmm. all the time, especially if you come from like a conservative religious Background, right? Yeah. And so I always say, I always tell people in terms of like safety tips and stuff like that, it really just comes down, yeah, again, to safety. You have to make sure mm-hmm. you have friends that support you first. You have to make sure that um, you have somewhere to go to in in case something bad happens. You know. So mm, I always yeah. tell people to have like a backup plan before you come out to your parents because even though. Even though they might seemingly be okay with it, you really just never know in terms of like their shock, you know, they could have. Yeah. That's
1: so true. I guess I never thought of that is you have to plan, almost plan for the worst, kind of have like the, right? Like, who are you going to go to your safety net, like if something bad happens?
0: Yeah, I think that's really important. And I, from um, anecdotal experience, from, um, you know, talking to my subscribers and them DMing me usually like your best friend's parents Mm -hmm. for some reason they're they might be more understanding than Mm -hmm. your own parents at the time you know um, which is weird because I I definitely felt that also when I was younger like even though my parents are okay with it now um, I definitely felt more support initially from my friends' parents
1: yeah yeah. I think that makes sense because it's hard for a parent when it's your own child maybe yes, yes, but if yeah. it's some like if it's someone else's child, like it's easier to support them.
0: Yeah in a more it, as weird as it way. is. but yeah yeah, yeah yeah for sure.
1: I see. Yeah. And now that you have like your career online, how does your family feel about everything?
0: At first, I think they were quite wary because I did drop out of school, so they were just telling me, oh, maybe you should, you know, try this out, try that out, go back to school or uh, maybe even just go to aesthetician school or something like that, um, but, you know, I stuck with my guts and I said, you know, those don't really fit me, and I did try, you know, mm-hmm. But I think now they're more okay with yeah. it. I think in the end, at the end of the day, you know, Asian parents just want their children to be happy and be you know financially stable. And I think now that they see that it's kind mm-hmm. of like a viable career choice, they're more okay with it. And um, I think I think they're proud of me. Mm-hmm. I think I think I would like oh, to think you know yeah. you know like my <laughs> parents don't really show affection that way. Um, They're not very vocal with that, Mm -hmm. but I can see it in the small, like small daily actions, like making me food or showing my videos to their friends. Oh, that's cute that they do that. You know, like small things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think small things like that I can kind of just take in and... Be, be happy be content with that you know
1: totally and at what point in your creator journey did you feel like okay this is gonna be my career like I, I'm gonna do this full-time what was how was that decision because I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. they want to do this but but how does that happen
0: mm-hmm. I never honestly there's not like one defining well there are a couple of moments like leading up to it I never thought of it as a uh, a career when I posted videos and stuff like that, because I wasn't really monetizing it at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was until I met two friends, which is Karen. I'm Karen O, and Sydney, Sydney Black. Love them. Uh, Yeah. yeah, And just by being around them and seeing them as like, basically making it as creators really showed, like opened the door to me to think that it was possible and to, people of color in the industry as well mm-hmm. um, really really opened up like my mind I think mm-hmm. it was very very limited I had a lot of limiting beliefs about myself but they told me it was possible and especially Sydney always believed in me and always told me that you know you you can do this and you should do this because it seems like it's something you enjoy and yeah. it seems like there's something there for you.
1: That's so sweet that yeah. they. Yeah, I can see that support. I, I actually think that's how I found you in the beginning. It was through Karen because uh, I followed her.
0: Uh, Another thing
1: I want to ask you is, since you moved here, like later in life, how do you have tips for other people out there, like how to make friends? Because I feel like you've been able to make friends mm-hmm, here, right? Making
0: friends. Yeah, I. Think how I've did you meet everyone? <laughs> it is. It is tough. Okay, so I think it's to make friends you have to have kind of like a non-judgmental way of seeing Mm -hmm. people like an open way of seeing people and I think a lot of people especially in LA have preconceived notions about people and they Mm -hmm. try to put people in the box but I was never one to judge somebody by outwardly appearances or you know superficial Mm -hmm. things I think that's really carried well in my life And you just have to, I think you got to put yourself out there and be out of your comfort zone if you want to make friends. And you have to realize that every single person out there won't think the exact way that you do. And that's like, that's okay. That's what makes people interesting, like friends, you know? Another way is when I first came to America, like obviously I didn't have any friends and people were kind of clicky, I feel like in college because... Um, I was, like, the fob. But another way is, like, you know, online... I made friends on, on a lot of online forums. Like, there was this one called Asian You. There's some Facebook groups. There's... um, thai- Was it Soompi? Oh, yeah. Back then? Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> on Soompi a lot. Side, like, yeah. Yeah, so they had, like, dramas and, like, K-pop. And, you know, finding mutual interests, like, that can potentially make friends. Because, you know, like, it's just something you have in common with another person that it's easy to build on that bond, I think. Um, but yeah, that's my experience, you know. I don't, like, really have, like, concrete tips on, like, how to make friends. <laughs> no,
1: those are great. T- no, I, I I think they're great Thanks. tips. Like, be non-judgmental, non-assuming, yeah. and just be, a, be mm-hmm. a good person. I think so, yeah.
0: Right? I think be, being a good person is really important. I attribute a lot of my happiness and successes, like, Every everything i have now um just how content i am to really trying to be a good person in every situation that mm. arises because it's easy to do the bad thing it's <laughs> like it's easy to do the petty thing yeah. and the snarky thing but at the end of the day if you want to make like real lasting connections i don't know you you just have to do the thing that's right that feels right
1: yeah what would you say is the most difficult part of what you do? Just being um, like a man, a male in skincare and beauty, or just being a creator, like what, what's hard about this?
0: I mean, obviously, the obvious thing is the scrutiny that comes with it. If you are a mask-presenting gay man in this space, it's more Easy for people to take because so you had either have to be one or the other. I feel like that's what America is used to. So you're either really masculine gay person or you're really a feminine gay uh, gay person. Mm-hmm. Like that does, like you know, that makeup, that Instagram type makeup. So it's easy for people to identify and put. Put you in like, oh, you're like a James Charles, or oh no, you're not like a James Charles. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, yeah, there's like a box.
0: Exactly, different boxes. exactly. Yeah. And the difficult part, I think, is when you're kind of in between all of that. People just don't know what to think of you, and mm. um, it like confuses them, and it almost angers them. I think. Really? I think so. There's a lot Do of you
1: get angry uh-huh. comments just for being yourself, or
0: I, I, I mostly get positive comments, but okay i mean there are yeah there are some nasty like comments sometimes how,
1: how do you deal with that
0: i try not to think about it i try to see them as they have some issue with themselves and seeing me in my yeah. masculinity and femininity maybe trigger something in them to for them to want to lash out on me i can't say it doesn't affect me completely mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i know who my tribe is and I who I know who you know who actually is taking in my content and actually feeling good or better about themselves you know
1: I love how you are such a balance between like femininity and masculinity like you're you're proud mm-hmm. to be like a soft type of aesthetic <laughs> and I, yeah. maybe because that's my aesthetic that I resonate with your style so much mm-hmm. but how yeah. how do you figure out I guess how, how are you like figuring out where you stand or is it just constantly fluid and you're constantly just like, I feel like being more femme. I feel like being more masculine. Mm. Like how does that feel like?
0: I think it's been easier now in being in, you know, social distancing. I'm not really going out to meet people and not really like completely being in society. I think it's easier now to really just be intuitive with myself to see mm-hmm. what I need today, what I want to present today. And I think these days what helps is that I just gravitate towards what makes me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and yeah, and then I think a lot of us are conditioned socially and you know even job wise to have to lean into a certain box, and i I will say that I have to I'm very privileged to be able to have this job and kind of present the way I want to present. But you know the reality is for a lot of people, male, female, or everything in between, to have a professional job sometimes you have to kind mm, of just like hide that, that part, part yeah, y- yeah, for sure, which is hard, uh, it is hard, and it feels like you're not really you, mm. and you can't really um you can't really operate to your fullest potential, I think, mm. if you're not being you, and that's why I think like. Um, you know, straight white men that really are are themselves, like their personality and their being is a straight white man. Like they don't have any troubles, you know, doing stuff to get to where they need to be, if that makes sense. Whereas a lot of people have to question their every move and stuff. I don't know
1: yeah you're so right like if people aren't able to be fully themselves like express themselves then they're kind of like dimming their yeah. light they're like i don't know hiding a part of them and when you hide a part of you you can't for be sure your best self. for
0: sure yeah right and it's like it's like well, being with a group of friends and you don't know those friends yet so you're kind of hiding yourself to conform but then when yeah. you're with your true friends, you're kind of like more funny, more outgoing, more it's happy, and more, you know, yeah. it's that kind of feeling, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, so I think that's a lesson to everyone to try to be your fullest self, even if it's yeah. hard, you know, and it, yeah. it can't, it can be hard in some situations.
0: For sure. And I, I always encourage people to be their full self, but also friends of, like, if you are a friend of somebody, it doesn't matter who they are, like, as a friend, it's nice to embrace your friend's...
1: <laughs> like um, their like real self. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah, you know, like we should all be encouraging each other.
1: Yeah, instead of like making fun of each other for wearing something different. Or yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are scared of. They're scared to try a new makeup look or wear something mm-hmm. different because they don't want to be judged. So yeah. how, how do you just let yourself you know, express however you want to express. With, with that, do you still have the fear of judgment?
0: Definitely. I definitely have a fear of judgment. Um, it's like both, like, I think makeup and wearing what I want to wear is really empowering. But at the same time, it's like kind of scary for me sometimes because, you know, if you are more eccentric um, to traditional, you know, how people traditionally dress mm-hmm. and present themselves, uh, when you're in public, uh, it kind of feels really unsafe, Mm-hmm. Um, so i don't tend to do that unless i have like a good group of friends around me just for I safety see. reasons though so, um. like i will say like luckily i have not you know i haven't had like an encounter that was unpleasant
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's still always in the back of my mind you know
1: it's so, crazy yeah. that you have to think of safety and it is true like it's I think if you create an environment that's safe, like say you have a bunch of supportive friends, then you Mm -hmm. feel more willing to be your real self. Yes, for sure. And it's the reason why we're scared to be ourselves is because it feels unsafe in the real world.
0: Yeah, and we're scared of ridicule. I think ridicule is such a a powerful, like shame, like shame Shame, is such a powerful thing. It's like, I always think back to, you know that feeling when, you sing out loud in a car and you're yeah. so happy. And then you I get the that. word wrong. Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. it suddenly feels like such shame. Such <laughs> feel. Like that kind of feeling is how I feel when I'm judged.
1: Oh, like yeah. for yeah.
0: for what I'm wearing or how my makeup is. So yeah, I try to avoid it, you know.
1: <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, to all the listeners out there, I think the goal is for us to become less judgmental so that everyone can feel more safe mm-hmm. to be themselves. For sure. Right? Just stop judging for or sure. putting other people down for, for sh- who they are. For sure. Let's take a break to learn about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You guys know I love doing my own self-reflection through journaling, but sometimes I need an outsider's perspective to help me work through my issues and reveal what's holding me back. My favorite resource for that is BetterHelp's online counseling. I get to work out my thoughts with a professional counselor from the comfort of my own home. It's so convenient to be able to schedule a call or video chat when I need it. BetterHelp has 3,000 US licensed professional counselors specializing in everything from anxiety, relationships, anger, and more. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours. If you're ever unhappy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. And of course, everything you share is confidential. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. You can talk to your counselor through video, phone, online chats, or text. Best of all, BetterHelp is truly an affordable option, and they also offer financial aid for those who qualify. As a special offer to the Lavender Lifestyle listeners, you can get 10% off your first Month with a discount code Lavender. To get started with convenient professional and secure counseling today, go to betterhelp.com/lavender. You'll fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and quickly get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com/lavender. Another thing I want to talk to you about is mental health mm-hmm. in the social media space mm-hmm. because you talk a lot, a lot about that. You're very open about your mental health struggles, so it's a what, struggle. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> what, why is it a struggle? Because I'm sure a lot of people can relate.
0: Um, I think in general, social media is such a everybody says this is a double edged sword, and and it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much uh, powerful information that can be spread on social media. At the same time, there's so many images that can be really harmful Mm -hmm. for people as well. I'm sure as women, like you guys will know, like the insane amounts of pressure for your body image and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And for myself, being in beauty, um, I don't think I'm fully in beauty, but a lot of my content, because I do enjoy skincare and makeup, I'm kind of labeled as a beauty influencer and in that sense i feel like there's a lot of pressure to be kind of like flawless all the time Mm, yeah and you know like facetune and all these apps are like rampant in the beauty space so when like i see myself without that it feels very naked Mm -hmm. and vulnerable so that comparison mindset is strong i feel like but, other yeah. than that, it's like social media, because I do work on social media i I follow a lot of creators, and on my feed I see I constantly see people doing more, but it's not the case, it's because my stories are mm-hmm. just alternating people from different mm-hmm. days. yeah, it looks like everyone uh, is so uh, busy
1: uh, and achieving, and yeah
0: I, yeah exactly that kind of makes me feel very insecure, so sometimes I just need to like not watch stories. Because yeah. I know that's not not reality. Not everyone's doing that, uh, like at every hour of the day, you know.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Do you have tips for people out there? Because everyone deals with comparison, right? Comparing yourself yeah. to on social media. So, what are your what's your advice for dealing with that?
0: Hmm, don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Well, I think comparison is incredibly incredibly harmful to yourself, and you know if you always look for something you don't have, you're always going to be lacking. But if you're kind of like just having more gratitude or appreciating for what you already Mm -hmm. have, I think, you know, you always have more. you have always have enough. Um, So, I don't know, put the phone down. I think would be the first step. And uh, actually appreciating what's around you would be be a good step. I mean, those are all really vague and really basic, but they really do... They do work, you know.
1: Okay, so we got a few Instagram questions. The first question is from Cherry. She asked, what was the biggest factor or factors that played a part in becoming who you are today? And she says, love you, Ivan.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love you, Cherry. The biggest factors, I think failing is an important part. Not being afraid to fail. And then failing has helped me a lot in where I am today. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of unpleasant experiences with, you know, life, career, love life, health. Embracing that and kind of just working through it has helped me become a stronger person. And I think you need to have those experiences, like low experiences, to help you appreciate the highs.
1: The next question is from Ariane. How do you get along with being so vulnerable on the internet?
0: Well, I think every just wants to feel some sort of connection when they're on the internet especially during these times I would just try to be honest I don't really sugarcoat things mm-hmm. um, and I find that that's helped me the most when I see people really be vulnerable and who they are but yeah I always think about intent if that's going to help somebody that day then I do it that's, oh, that's literally see. it yeah
1: yeah, I think it's because you think for other people like oh if this is going to help someone then I'll I'll do it even if it's scary.
0: Yeah, like yeah. A lot of things like uncomfortable topics if I'm not going to talk about it then who who's going to you know I mean there are a bunch of other yeah. people but in my head I'm like
1: well but you have the courage to step up basically which is not easy to do
0: it is definitely not because sometimes it, yeah, like I want to shoot myself in the foot when I like talk <laughs> about like, why, why did I do this yeah <laughs> it, it definitely is, does feel like that sometimes
1: oh uh, I see okay Ivan so now I have some rapid fire questions that I ask all of our guests at the end of the show okay okay so the first one is what does your dream life look like
0: well for me my dream life looks like me being fully myself without any restrictions just without any thoughts holding myself back and being proud of who i am and just happy with who i am you know
1: I love that. I love that it's all about how you feel about yourself. You didn't say anything like material. I mean, it's nice to
0: have material things too, you know? <laughs> it is, yeah. but yeah, yeah,
1: I like that you focused on that. I definitely
0: that. think, my personally, I think material things, I I just want comfort and freedom. Like I don't need mm-hmm. anything lavish. I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, what makes you happy and what makes everyone happy is for them to sit with themselves and just be really happy, like content with himself that's it like it's yeah yeah.
1: okay what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody
0: i really enjoy brene brown's books um and Mm. i think one that really helped me was rising strong i don't fully remember but i would just remember that book like impacted me in in a lot of ways so i would say brene brown's books
1: yeah awesome what is one habit that has changed your life
0: negative self-talk in the mirror oh i think stopping that has changed
1: how do you do oh you mean stopping negative self-talk yeah
0: okay yeah because I used to like look at myself I know it's a very superficial thing but still like I always look at myself and I always be like oh my god my pores are so big my hair is so like frizzy I'm so fat and like you know just like things Mm -hmm. that you know not that fat is bad I'm just saying that at the mm-hmm. time i attributed it to something bad you know mm-hmm. so i was very very negative about myself and constantly thinking that i should be better than what i am seeing in the mirror and yeah how
1: did you stop doing that
0: kind of like became more present when i was cuz i i noticed i was constantly f- checking like mirror checking and then once i was mm-hmm. more aware that oh. that's a habit that i did a lot i was more present with It's like, oh, I'm doing it again, I'm doing it again, you know? Mm, And I still do it sometimes, but at the end of the day, you can only do your best. Yeah, for sure. Being aware is like the first step, I think.
1: Awesome. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten?
0: I'm not sure who said this. I think it was Oprah, but I think doing the right thing is very important. Like doing the right thing, whatever, in any situation, in a dire situation, in a good situation, and in in a situation that presents you, even though the wrong the wrong choice is so easy and seemingly available, doing the right thing is more important than that. Because I think the most important thing in the world for everyone, especially right now, is peace of mind. And doing the right thing will always always bring you peace of mind.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: I think i think that's really important
1: the last one finish the sentence the most amazing part about life is
0: i think the most amazing part about life for me is the ability to change and make it what you want um mm-hmm. obviously there are so many different circumstances surrounding different people but everything is like fluid You know, I think at the end of the day, if you're willing Mm -hmm. to learn and willing to change, life will always open up to you in so many different ways, like, that you never even thought of. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. what I love about life. Like, I, me this year to the year, two years before, are such different people. And sometimes it scares me, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's, wow, that's crazy.
1: Like, you just open to it and you accept it.
0: Yeah, and like, really be intuitive with yourself. Like if this is not working, why carry it?
1: Mm, You know? Wow. I love that. Yeah. All right, Ivan, where can we find you online? You can find
0: me on Ivan Lam on YouTube and on Instagram, it's Ivan Ba. I've been (laughs)
1: with a lot of A's. Yeah,
0: with five A's, B, five A's, and an H. But yeah, that's where you can find me.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're such a sweet, gentle soul. And (laughs) I, but I can feel like the strength in your vulnerability. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for you and what's to come in your life.
0: Thank you. I really, really appreciate you and all your content that you create. And I think, I think you are a very gentle, genuine, person like the content you create really resonates like i love your stuff thank you like, a lot oh. yeah i'm a huge fan <laughs> same <laughs>
1: Alright, hope you enjoyed that talk with Ivan Lam. Make sure you follow him on Instagram and YouTube. I'll have the links in the show notes down below. So now I want to wrap up with some takeaways from our conversation. The first takeaway is that coming out is always tough. And if you're preparing to come out to your parents or your family, the best thing you can do is find supportive people around you. Find people who will support you, who will just back you up. You know, you need to have some sort of a backup plan, which is something that I never really considered, right? Have a backup plan, have people to go to or a place to go to if anything happens, because you really don't know what to expect from the response. You know, sometimes the response can be great, but other times you just don't know. It could be negative or even dangerous. So you want to think of your own safety and have a support system, have people to turn to or a place to go. The next takeaway is something that I wish we all could learn to do more is to express yourself Fully Explore and find what you feel most comfortable in. The world likes to put us in a box and it's easier to like fit people in boxes, right? It can feel really scary or even dangerous to be our true selves out in the world. But ideally, we want to live in a world that accepts people for being their authentic and true selves. And in order for us to create that world together where it's safe to be yourself, we have to hold that safe space of acceptance and non-judgment for others to be themselves. And with that safe space of non-judgment, that allows more people, including ourselves, to express ourselves even more fully. The last takeaway I got from Ivan is something that he said a couple times during the interview is to do the right thing, even if it's easier to do the wrong thing. I think speaking with Ivan, I could feel the integrity in his voice, the honesty, authenticity. And so I really appreciate that. Just the reminder to do the right thing. Be a good person. All right, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Ivan Lamb. If you liked today's episode, make sure to share the Lavender Lifestyle podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you want to share it. Sending you all so much love. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.